Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. Welcome to another episode of Meet My Mess with me, your host, Carissa Harrison. We have a lot to discuss today on the podcast where we talk about the messiest parts of life. But first, I need to tell you a little bit about something that happened this week because it was a first for me. I ran my my first red light. Um, It was the most embarrassing moment ever. I was leaving for work at 7.15 and you know when you're just leaving for work like oh like you know when you like see people in the car next to you that have a nine to five and you're like yeah the lights are on but no one's home that was kind of me I was driving and it was literally a block away from my house and I just zoomed right through the red light someone was about to turn left and I zoomed right through luckily they saw me and they didn't hit me but yeah, it was pretty bad. And then the worst part about running a red light is if you hit a consecutive red light afterwards, because that's what happened to me. And so I run the red light and then we get to the next red light. And this means all of the cars around me in the left lane, in the right lane are just scowling at me, just staring at me. And I don't know where the fuck to look. I'm like, nice oh there's a plane haven't seen one of those in a while like I was just trying to figure out where to look the people staring at me and glaring at me made me want to run the next red light because of how much they were looking at me and so with that I have decided to drink more coffee in the morning that's all I learned from this experience because I don't really think like, obviously I did something wrong, but it wasn't like intentional, you know, it was an accident. I was just being, you know, just a bad driver girl, I guess. Um, In honor of August, I was going to do an episode where I talk about 25 of my wildest nights of partying, but as I started to make an outline for the episode and think about what I wanted to talk about, I realized that 25 crazy stories is a lot to actually come up with for a 22 year old girl who two of her, all of her twenties actually have been spent in quarantine. So instead I'm just going to tell you about my wildest nights of partying because there's some really fucking good stories in here regardless. And I don't want to share a bunch of bullshit with you guys that you don't need just so I can hit a quota that's like fake and stupid. And I'm not going to waste your time. I never want to waste people's time and just put shit out to push it out. You know, like sometimes I know that that's like what people want is just to make sure things are consistent and to meet your outline, but it's just not me. So here we fucking go. And with that, I want to make sure that you are writing in your wildest nights of partying so that I can share them on next week's episode or the week after that, because I think I'm going to actually have a 
guest on next week because I haven't had guests on in a really long time. It's not because I don't want to have guests on or that I'm not going to have more guests on in the future. It's just that I've been logistically planning this out. Like when I can interview people as like the guests are getting more popular, bigger and having bigger careers, they have busier schedules. So I'm just in the logistics working through planning all that out, but I should have guests on for like the next quite a few weeks I'm hoping so that'll be good so this might be this last solo episode you guys get for a while I want to start at the very kind of beginning of my party days Mm, not beginning but I would say this was in the thick of it in the thick of when I was drinking a shit ton partying a shit ton I probably was like at the biggest I ever was because I was drinking so much I was always like oh I don't know why I can't lose all this weight I can't lose any weight because I eat so healthy I eat really really great all day every day I work out every day and then I go chug eight palm bays at night every single night and that's probably enough sugar for three days so now I know but me and my friends there was five of us girls who hung out quite frequently we invited 600 people over to our friend's house whose keys were being handed over to new owners that next morning (sighs) This is the most irresponsible shit I've ever heard of. We called it, this is also so embarrassing. We called it the third. At the time I knew it was embarrassing, but I thought it was like, whatever, I'll do it anyways. We literally, us five girls made a Facebook group and called our party, the thirsty hose party. And it didn't register to me that people wouldn't understand it's a joke and that they really came there for some thirsty ass hose, which they got. So they weren't wrong, but we, yeah, we got her in so much fucking trouble. It was pretty legendary. Yeah. There was about 600 people table dancing in a mansion. Um, it was so fucked up that we convinced her to do this, but then she got, she obviously got in trouble. The cops got called. She got caught the next week in We proceeded to convince her again to have a party in her brand new family home with another 600 people. Same party, same people, just new location, same group. And the second one was even bigger than the first. And we absolutely fucking trashed her house. She didn't even drink not one sip of alcohol she was just running around stressing so I was like why do you want to do this like we would we told her like well well, you don't have to have a party it's your house but like really we were like but like we kind of gotta have a party because we've already told 600 people your address and they're gonna be here in two hours (laughs) so fucked up this planning this episode really made me reflect on some of my drunk decisions I've always said that I'm a really good drunk and no one could ever tell what. I do like no one I always say that no one could ever tell 
when I'm blackout, but I think that I might have to retract that statement because I'm starting to hear a lot of people tell me otherwise. I got lost in Monaco for three hours. So we went to a couple clubs in Monaco. This was the first time I ever went clubbing in Monte Carlo. And I drank two bottles of wine before we even left. So that just tells you how drunk I was. And I don't want to hear anyone in my DMs tell me that two bottles of wine is pussy shit because it's not because I want to see a big ass man drink two bottles of wine and not feel tipsy because that shit can get to your head fast. So anyways, I was very, very drunk. Maybe one of the most drunks I have ever been and I get to the club and they only there's 18 of us together because I was with a group of like a bunch of other foreign people and we get to the club and they only let four of us in four of us cute girls they said it was because we were the only ones wearing heels but there were girls like there was one girl let in amongst us that wasn't wearing heels. So it didn't really make any sense. Um, but we when they let us in the club, we we were the first four they let in. So we ran in. They didn't realize we were with the other people, I guess. And they said, no, you can't come in. So we ran in. And then I realized, like, oh, fuck, like my roommates not here. My friends aren't here. Like I have one friend here, but like we were with those other people. Like, I don't want to like go to a club where they're not my friends aren't welcome. So I got really fucking mad that they wouldn't let my friends in. So I went out and I talked to the bouncer in Monaco. And mind you, in Monaco, there is cameras everywhere. Every single street and every single phone call is under surveillance. So anything I was doing was really fucking idiotic at this point. So I go up and I get really pissed at the bouncer for not letting my friends in. And they're like, no, sorry, it's just code. Um, It's always this way. If you're living around here you shouldn't you should know that that's like how you need to dress which like whatever I went on to fucking fancy restaurants and jeans and a hoodie so whatever and I got so mad that I just started sprinting out of the club to show my friends I was sticking by them I was running I was like guys guys wait I ran like three blocks just like drunk like running in space fucking no idea where I was going no idea where I was with no one else with me and I realized my friends aren't around so at this point I am lost in Monaco my phone's dead um I'm with a bunch of foreigners well, I was supposed to be with a bunch of foreigners who also don't have cell phones. So even if I did have my phone, they had cell phones, but like they probably wouldn't have gotten my messages. So I roamed around Monaco for three fucking hours alone, screaming and crying because I didn't like have a place to stay in Monaco. I didn't have, um, I didn't know how to get, to get back to the train station and it might've already been too late to take a train home. And I didn't, um have I guess the wherewithal to fucking hail a cab idiot uh but yeah I roamed around Monaco for three hours because I didn't want people to worry and then I ended up going back to the same club that we had initially gone to not the one that we didn't get let into but we had gone to one before and all of my friends were just there having a fucking blast they had the time of their lives didn't even notice I wasn't there 
they just assumed I was around. My my roommate didn't even notice I wasn't there. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought you were just like off with some guy. And I was like, mm, no, just been sprinting around fucking Monaco by myself up and down the hills of Monaco by myself looking for my friends crying and screaming and I could have been killed. The most fucked up part was not even one good Samaritan asked me if I was okay. Not one person on the street was just like, oh, like, are you lost are you okay you look distressed you look upset no one I know they all speak English I also spoke French so there was no language barrier and no one asked if I was okay that's crazy to me if I saw a girl running around like a chicken with her head cut off um and seeming like someone who wasn't from around here that would be the first thing I did was go and speak to them but I guess that is the difference between Canadians and Monagas um yeah okay this is the next thing is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in a club ever or maybe one of the most fucked up things I've ever witnessed with my eyes so I was in Budapest with a couple of friends that I was going to university with and oh my gosh okay so again I was absolutely wasted this night I there was about eight clubs inside of one they're called like ruin bars in Budapest if you've been to them there's multiple ruin bars but basically they're just like these clubs that are like multiple floors with multiple different themes as you go throughout the rooms and there's be like one place where they're playing like rave music one place where they're playing reggae music one place where they're playing hip-hop one place where people are getting like down and dirty one place where people are I don't know you know what I mean like lounging like there's a lounge area there's a rooftop area like there's a lot of different types of kind of places to drink within one bar which is really cool and a really sick concept and I recommend anyone goes and sees them if they are ever in Europe but anyways I also had to pee the whole fucking night but after what happened the weekend before in Monaco I did not want to risk losing my friends so my friend Kelsey shout out I'm sure she won't mind if I mention her name she told me she was like yeah if you have to pee like one like trick I use is I just like let a little bit out every like once every 10 minutes and it dries and then you move on with your night (laughs) and I know that's really fucking gross but I'm just saying this trick has saved me (laughs) in many situations where I literally feel like I'm going to piss myself and there's no possibility for me to get into a bathroom like have you ever been at a fucking music festival or a soccer game at halftime and like trying to go to the bathroom and you've had eight white claws and now you are in a line and if you're anything like me and have bladder issues this is probably the most painful thing that you have to experience that's actually such a lie I was going to say it's the most painful thing you have to experience as a woman but you know there's this thing called childbirth but anyways I'm getting so off track and I that was just a tip I wanted to share with you guys this is the most fucked up thing I've seen by far in a club so there were two guys two big big bulky Hungarian men and they um there was these two massive Hungarian dudes in the club with this one little tiny brunette chick 
And they were both kind of grinding up on her, one in the front, one in the back, a little bit like a sandwich, like at a sixth grade community center dance. And so we kind of like saw them, didn't really think anything of it much. Um, Just like thought they were drunk people getting horny in the club as people do. And then all of a sudden the girl starts to kind of lean toward one of the two men, the smaller man, not that it matters. And um, the bigger dude doesn't really like this decision. He is not really on board. So to let her know, instead of using his big boy words, he turns around and fucking sucker punches this chick in the face. Some massive Hungarian dude literally just like knocks her the fuck out. And he got arrested and everything and kicked out. And um, like, I'm sure he probably went to jail. But now I don't date Hungarian men. They're borderline caveman motherfuckers. Sucker punch. Who the fuck sucker punches a girl? Who the fuck sucker punches anyone? So, like, there's no way that they were even, like, in a relationship. And even if they were, that's, like, the most fucked up thing in a public place or in private to fucking sucker punch a girl. I, like, couldn't believe that I witnessed this with my own two eyes. So that was not a fun end to a really fun night but really really one of my wildest the wildest things I have seen while partying so I had to share it and it's so sad and so fucked up and I really hope that that girl didn't have a broken nose and that she's okay and that the smaller dude dicked her down real good the next day or the next week or whatever it was um I have a lot of partying travel stories, I guess, because most of my 20s were spent. The only time I was 20 in my 20s partying was in Europe. But I was at a hostel in Rome and I met this uh, fucking sexy ass Italian soldier named Marcello. Marcello had blue eyes. I don't know if they're called fucking army I don't know what they're called in Italy. Soldiers, part of the army, military, work for the military probably. Um, But I met him at a hostel in Rome. I don't know why he was there because he was Italian in an Italian hostel, but I don't know. Maybe he wasn't from Rome. I can't remember because I didn't actually understand a word he was saying because he barely spoke a word of English. He was just sexy. But I didn't realize how much shorter this guy was than me until we started dancing together at the club. I didn't know if he was into me, but I definitely knew I was into him. And so we started dancing together. But once I realized the height difference, I just decided that this wasn't going to work for me. Drunk me was just like, "Mm, nah, Mm, nah, not in the mood. I'm not in the mood to have sex with a dude shorter than me in a hostel. And he was in the same room as me in my hostel. So I was like, "Mm, nah. So to keep from Marcelo, who was, by the way, following me around the club at this point, everywhere I looked, he was right there fucking on my shoulder. I just like went and talked to any dude in the club I could find that was it didn't even matter to me if they were good looking because I was just like wanting to get away from Marcelo. So I was like, went up to this one dude, not cute, didn't dress well. He had so many hot friends around him. But I didn't talk to the hot friends because my concern was that 
if they didn't want to talk to me, then I would be back in the same situation with Marcelo. So I actually went for the ugliest friend to get me out of the situation. So I went up to him and I was like, Hey, like I'm in this really uncomfortable position. This guy over here is like following me around. He's so fucking weird. I don't know why he gets things that I added into him at all. It's not like we were just fucking making out five minutes ago. Anyways, what's your name? And so I was like, can I stay by you and just pretend I'm with you because I don't want to be around this dude. And they were like, yeah, of course. And then by the end of it, they fucking do that. I tried to avoid the other dude with wanted to fuck. And I didn't go back to sleep with this man. I went to sleep in the same fucking room as Marcelo. So either way in that situation, I would have ended up in a next to a man I didn't want to end up with. But the part I wanted to really emphasize here is the art of avoiding someone in the club. Have you guys seen my dog? I really want him to come stand up. Stand up, Tim. You're so fucking heavy and fat. Look at him. Look at him. Have anything to say to the people? No. He's like, I want to go on my walk. And he's just, mm? And yeah, super awkward. But the, yeah, the thing I want to emphasize is the art of avoiding someone in the club. I better be recording this episode or I'm, okay, yeah. And so I would just say, always go talk to the ugly student in the club if you want to avoid someone that's really creeping you out. It's a really good tactic and one I will definitely be using again. This next little story I like to call. Never mind. I, the name I had wasn't offensive in my mind. And now I'm realizing that a joke I it wasn't a joke but like the way it's worded sounds offensive so I'm just gonna tell you the story so I was on a camping trip and we were with a bunch of us it was like a group of like 30 of us maybe and our friend Daniel I wasn't supposed to say his name now I'm gonna have to fucking bleep that out nah you won't care you better mm. I should bleep it out. Um, but yeah, he was one of our Korean friends. And that was the fucking thing I was trying to avoid in the first place. When I didn't tell you the name of the story I had, it was because I didn't want to expose his name. And then I just did it anyways. But yeah, so he is a Korean guy. And this is not this. You will understand later why that detail is important. Um so he decided to do mushrooms for the first time and he had never smoked weed before never even really drank much before but he decided that mushrooms was the good the best place for him to start so he does his mushrooms I don't know how much he does because I didn't know anything about mushrooms at the time and we lose him for about five hours he decides to go on a hike and explore and we lose him for about five hours and this point it gets a little scary because we are in a massive mountain range in the middle like literally in the middle of a massive mountain range like I was not confident he was gonna find his way back and everyone seems so nonchalant they're like oh he's fine he's fine he'll come back I was like "Mm, you probably should check on the friend you just abandoned in the fucking mountains eventually once the sun started to set they went and looked for him then they finally found Daniel when they found him he 
could no longer speak English. Only Korean, no more English. So he was texting his mom saying, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm so sorry. Like told her everything that he did. But the best part was, is that we didn't have cell phone service. So because he was literally freaking the fuck out and having the worst trip of his life, he was like shaking, freaking out. Couldn't we speak a word of English? We couldn't even know what he was asking for because he couldn't speak any more any English. No one there spoke Korean. And so I yeah and so we put him in I was just thinking about if Korean is the proper language they speak in Korea and I still don't know the answer so I'm really sorry I'm going to admit my ignorance here hands up I was ignorant of me not to research before but I don't know if that is the case but he was texting his mom and he's like I'm sorry I love you and so we put him in the tent to get him to get some rest go to sleep hopefully like pass over this horrible horrible trip he was having and all of a sudden we see the tent just rolling down the hill into the fucking glacier lake (laughs) and now daniel is inside the tent inside the lake and just flailing, freaking out, screaming, screaming. And meanwhile, while this is all going on, we have the people to the campsite to the right of us on the same fucking level. They were probably in their late 20s early 30s and we were probably like 18 19 when our friend fell into the lake and this one guy who was just like really fucking nasty like redneck greasy ass dude looked like so dirty and he was just like the way he talked was just like offensive and rude and he was like not funny but he thought he was like yeah he would make like jokes about girls and stuff being dumb and like everything he said, like it, but it wasn't like a funny joke. Like I'm all for like deprecating jokes. You can fucking make fun of my hair, make fun of my gender to my face. Um, but at least be fucking funny if you're going to. And on this trip, this man was just getting so aggressive so aggressive he started trying to punch out his friends he gave his friend like a black eye bloody nose and so and then he started calling his girlfriend a whore calling all of her friends whores saying that she's a stupid bitch talking about how she fucks other dudes in front of like literally like a couple dozen people calling his girlfriend a whore so this guy was just obviously out of line and fucking on one. So the friend who he punched out eventually like, got so sick of his shit. And like everyone on the beach was so sick of this dude's shit. Like, shut up. Like, stop calling girls whores because you're drunk and like on drugs or whatever the fuck you are. Like, he was literally like just so gross. And so the friend that he tried to punch out was like, yeah, no, I'm done with it. <laughs> and so he goes over to his tent unloops the rope from the tent and goes over and hog ties this 300 pound motherfucker on 
the beach in 35 degree weather and the guy's just like crying screaming like apologizing to his girlfriend saying you're not a whore I love you you're perfect like screaming all this stuff but they just like left him there hogtied for a couple hours and then eventually like after an hour or so he like went over the guy that he originally punched and he's like did you fucking calm down like are you chill and then he was like are you gonna go to bed and he's like yes and then it was like okay then I'll untie you but they literally left this dude hogtied on the beach for hours that's so embarrassing people walking by like why is this bloody dude hogtied and literally if some cops had come up there which they wouldn't have because we were in the middle of literally the mountains in Canada where there was no phone service no buildings no no bathrooms even so there was no way they would have found us but it would have literally looked like a murder scene but it was all fine in the end the next morning he came over and like apologized to everyone saying like I'm sorry if I offended you calling you a whore I said you know you did just kind of he didn't but I'm sure his girlfriend was really fucking embarrassed so I also on the path of drugs I will share the only drug story I really have holy voice hey I guess I'm losing it wow it's kind of sexy though I don't mind it I don't know why that is um but that was like really weird all of a sudden like my voice went from one octave to another it was like you guys literally watch in real time me lose my voice holy shit trying to like cough to see what comes back okay it's back a little bit I guess a little bit more force than that tone all right so yeah the only story I really have like I'm really not a drug girl which seems to surprise all of you listeners and all of my family who listens they're all surprised that with the information that they've uncovered about my personal life and about my drinking habits my party habits and the way I speak and swear and all those things and this is a side of me they did not know for 20 years I was always the academic one the one who put her head down worked hard dressed respectfully when I was around my grandparents and like spoke with um like I always tried to like speak with like class and with thought behind my words when I was around my grandparents my family and stuff so this has been yeah something a lot of people don't know is that I don't do drugs like I smoke weed but like I don't I've never touched like coke I've never touched molly I've never touched um anything like that the only thing I've ever tried was like truffles and mushrooms and I which is crazy that it's pretty much like already like now legalized here in Vancouver like you can buy it in stores in Vancouver here which is pretty crazy but you can also do that in Amsterdam which is where this story took place so me and my friends were like it was our last day in Amsterdam and we were like okay we want to see what this whole travels experience is all about there's signs everywhere like rainbow signs and stuff so we're like yeah we'll give it a go and we'll go play some glow in the dark dark mini golf and we'll go tonight and so we were talking about our plan in the hostel and like some random dude was like hey can I come such a weird fucking dude and like he was just trying to hit on us all it was so clear and we were like 
yeah I guess like we felt so bad we were so caught off guard like we didn't even have a time to huddle and like make up some excuse like we were all just standing there and we're like yeah sure like had no idea what to say but we regretted it later when he was fucking way weirder than we thought just like such weird vibes asking us to like go do all these things he wanted to do it's like bro we don't know you we're not going to do what you want to do on our trip like you just like he was getting like annoyed we went like go to like the museum and stuff with him we're like no bro we have plans so eventually we started to get really really mad and annoyed and we like went into this clothing store and like snuck off and we're like okay we need to fucking ditch like get rid of this dude like how do we get rid of this dude and this mind you was about 10 minutes after we had each eaten 10 grams of truffles so (laughs) we decided to tell him that we had a party to go to one of our one of our friends in Amsterdam we're all from Canada the U.S. has a party and we have to go but we can only bring girls so unfortunately he couldn't come so he was gonna have to stay back so we left this fucking dude oh this is so fucked up on 10 grams this is what I was saying by like things I've done that were like really fucked up but we left this dude on 10 grams of mushrooms 10 grams of truffles by himself and we went to go play mini go in the dark mini golf by ourselves I was tripping balls more than I ever have in my life. I saw a fire-breathing dragon. I was swimming in Turks and Caicos in Amsterdam in the underground glow-in-the-dark mini golf place. There's no way that the staff didn't know what was going on. We were in there for about six hours, not even attempting to hide it. And I know like we walked in and there was like a screen that like they could clearly like watch everything that we were doing. And we just were high as shit. We didn't even attempt to hit one fucking hole in the mini golf. And I remember kept saying like, guys, we need to play a little bit so they don't think that we're like crazy and then I just have no idea how we didn't get kicked out but I think that this is probably like a common occurrence that foreigners come to like somewhere that's like visually stimulated and do mushrooms so I feel like they just knew and they were just like whatever there's no one else in there they're safe down there no one's working down there like whatever let them fucking roam around like tweakers and so eventually we go to get some Thai food because we feel like shit after the five hours um spent in Turks and Caicos Dragonland and we get our Thai food I get some soup whatever it doesn't matter what I ordered <laughs> and all of a sudden the fucking dude's there <laughs> he's he's there this guy is there and so at this point we were like okay like we had our day we like had our like whatever like this guy now we feel bad so we're like yeah you want to come eat with us like I can't like it was but now inside hindsight how in all of Amsterdam Amsterdam's not a fucking small city how in all of Amsterdam did you end up at this small ass little Thai food place that we were at like Thai food isn't like what and so yeah he said that he on the other hand went to the museum and felt absolutely nothing his day was completely the same as it would have been otherwise and he just wandered the museum alone high as fuck on truffles which makes me really sad but 
he's like yeah i mean it was was okay it was fine and then he's like oh how's the party did you guys have fun we were like "Mm, yeah it was great anyways speaking of which i got cheated caught cheating at speaking of which speaking of what this has nothing to do with what i was just talking about you fucking idiot (sighs) put your thinking cap on girl so i got caught cheating by a whole party I fucked some dude at a party. I didn't even like the dude, but just because I was really drunk and I was so one foot out of a relationship that I just wanted to get fucked so bad by anyone. I just wanted to have sex. This was like the first people I would have been having sex with after the boyfriend I lost my virginity to. So I had been having sex with the same guy for two years and I was like ready to get out in the dating pond by the time I was 18. And... So at this point, I was like pretty like I don't say consistently cheating on my boyfriend, but I was definitely had also had sex with other people before I had sex with this guy. I had sex with the party at you get you feel me. <laughs> um, I had I had been having sex before this one encounter is what I meant. So. The problem with this story is not that I was cheating. It is that I was so sloppy. Cheating on my boyfriend felt like a fucking regular Tuesday. But usually I was better about it because I wasn't wasted. So we fucked in some random person's home gym. And the whole party ended up hearing us and people just started walking in like it was no one's business and I was getting fucked on the floor of a home gym which is so ratchet and I left my panties there and it was safe to say I got caught and this was the demise of that first relationship I ever had but I just want to remind you all if you're going to cheat to not be sloppy because that is going to be so much more problematic than if you get away with it or if you just simply break up with them. So the next story is one that doesn't really, it's about one of my friends, but it was at my house. So we were all, my basement was kind of the place that we all kind of hung out, got that's where we drank that's where we partied because my mom was like pretty okay with us like she was the mom that was like okay I'd rather you guys drink here do what you're gonna do here than go and do drugs in a field which I appreciated and I had like consistently the same friends over every weekend it wasn't like I was always bringing randoms over it was I have still have the exact same friends as I did when I was 16 but one night one of our sober friends they decided to go for a drive to McDonald's there was all of the drunk guys and the sober guy was driving. But the drunk guys decided it would be really, really fun to tie a rope to the back of the truck and ride the skateboards on the back because all my friends like skateboarding. Well, they did at the time. And so 
they decided this would be really, really fun. And all of a sudden, my one friend took a corner way too fast. And the other guy ended up flying into the middle of a busy, busy ass road, getting his face all so bloody, like his teeth all fucked up. And um, he basically went into a coma. Like we brought him back to my house and he couldn't even move like he was so like I don't know if he's in shock or what like he just literally couldn't speak he couldn't move like we were really 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 terrified he had passed or that he like had gone into some like 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 a real coma like that's what we thought like had happened and um it was a really really scary night and the reason I want to tell this story is because partying can really really be fun of course but like I hate how glamorized a lot of this stuff is like something like this might seem fun and all that drunk driving might seem like what the rappers do but it's you're only 16 years old and you're gonna start realizing it's the more you get older I feel like the more scared you get of things like this and the more you realize how fucking dangerous these kinds of things are so please just like look out for yourself even when you're drinking if you can't drink and say no to situations like this then you probably shouldn't be someone who drinks anyways Oktoberfest So along with the aggressive Hungarian men, I want to talk about aggressive German men. So some dude at Oktoberfest literally came up to me and full-on scooped me. Fucking scooped. I didn't even know that that word existed in my mind somewhere. It just came out, but he did. That's exactly what he did. That's the perfect way to describe what he did. He came in and he literally stuck his hand down my shirt and just scooped it out out of my lederhosen. Is it a later? My drindle. He came in and scooped my tit out not so much as a hello a hi how are you he he, i i forgot to mention this part he yanked my hair back and scooped my tit out without even i didn't even make eye contact with this dude he just came up to me and so that was fucking some sexual assault to be honest and the fucked up other thing is that my other friend she had a way worse experience than me that night she went off with some guy that we we thought she was good she was good with and the dude um ended up like forcing it on her you can figure out the rest obviously but he ended up um, forcing himself in her basically and he she ended up fucking her phone died and we couldn't find her and we all thought she was okay going off but then we all started getting these really weird messages from this random instagram account all of us got them there was like about six of us girls all of us got them and they were from this dude being like where's blah 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 like our friend's name where is she where is she I want to find her tell her to come find me I'm going to find her like spam messages to all of her and like at this point we were like oh fuck like where is she because like she's not with us she's clearly not with this dude this dude's clearly a psychopath so that like really freaked us out and then eventually we like found her like bawling her eyes out on some hill which was just like so sad and like if you've ever been to Oktoberfest it's about eight blocks both ways like it's not a small area like it takes up pretty much like a good good chunk of Munich so yeah it took a long time to find her um she was like really fucking distraught really upset so 
if you ever do go to events like this, please bring some sort of, I don't know, defense mechanism or come with some big fucking German or Hungarian dudes who can like stand up for you and don't leave their sides. That was our problem. We had people with us, but we just split up and that is not what you should be doing in a foreign country. Um, oh, this is such a shitty story. Actually, I'm going to, I was going to skip that one because I'm like, whatever, but no, I'll tell you guys this, whatever. Um, no, I'm going to skip one of these stories. It's not interesting. So this one time I was actually, fuck it. Now I know, like, I know when I hear, I'm listening to someone's show and they're like, oh, never mind. I'm going to say that. I'm like, no, finish your fucking thought. Because what if I did want to hear it? And what if it did interest me? So I will tell you. So the girl I talked about on the podcast last week who used to fuck around my boyfriend and not my current boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. I don't got one. Don't worry, boys. And um, he, she would text him being like, oh, these shoes would look so nice on you. How many notches do you have? Blah, 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 blah. And we were all at a party together. This bitch literally made my blood boil. She's still to this day, like I still, my heart kind of starts to race. I start to clench my fists. Like, um, but the girl, yeah, the girl I talked about in last week's episode, her and her best friend who I've never met before and my ex's best friend who was a dude locked me in a room. Three of them without my boyfriend shoved me into a room and locked me in there. And they wanted the guy, the best friend said he wanted to clear the air. And I was like, but there's not any air to be cleared. This girl's a whore and I don't want her to be my friend. And I don't want her anywhere in my life. And I really just frankly wish she'd move to Guatemala and that's fine we don't need to like each other and then it proceeded to go I was just basically saying like it's not appropriate how you speak to my boyfriend it's not appropriate um like it's not a good look it causes a lot of problems between us he lies about it he hides things from me causes a lot of problems between us at the end of the day it's not you but it is a situation that makes me uncomfortable and as a result I don't like you I said that and then they started to come at me for being an insecure girl and said that my boyfriend is doing nothing wrong and I'm a shitty girlfriend. And they're like, oh, but that's just her. That's just her personality. She's just flirty. I was like, I don't give a fuck if she's just flirty. Take your fucking flirty ass somewhere else. And um, yeah, I was really scarred because I was shoved into the room and some random bitch named fucking Noel or Tracy or some shit is sitting there being like, well, if you have a problem with my friend, you should really be taking that up with her boyfriend because I know from the bottom of my heart that she's just the fucking nicest girl on the planet and she would never do anything to sabotage anyone's relationship. Look, Becky, your friend is sabotaging my relationship and you are just one of her little followers. And anyways, now I'm getting heated and it's no longer even relevant. But it was a really fucked up time to get shoved into a room and attacked by three people that barely even knew me or my life. No apologies or anything. My boyfriend didn't even seem to care. So that was super, super fun. That is the story that I was going to tell. Hopefully someone cared. So I didn't tell that for no reason. Um, the, 
this is one of my favorite university stories. Maybe my favorite story of the episode. So I have one friend who I can drink with the boys, but she can out drink the boys. She literally will crush 20 beers and be absolutely a sloppy fucking mess, but she will not give up. She doesn't puke. She just completely keeps going until she blacks out or fucking, I don't know, stumbles into the road. I don't know. She always seems to make it home and alive. But um, we were walking home from a party one time, a frat party in university. And the frat house was about 20 minutes away from where we lived. And outside the frat house, there was a table that was being given away for free. And my friend said, this is a business opportunity. I, she goes, I bet all of you, this girl's fucking out of her mind, like, I bet all of you, I will get money for this, I will get something, she didn't say, what did she say, she said, I bet you, I will get something for this table by the time we get home, and we were just like, bro, like, you don't need to carry a fucking 15 pound table on a 20 minute walk home, like, you're so wasted, it's gonna take so long, like, leave the fucking table, she was like, no, no, trying to freak it out, and we just, like, kept trying to convince her, and she just, like, wouldn't leave the table, so we're like, whatever, bring the fucking table, I don't care, and she just kept saying as we were walking, she's like, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get something. We're like, okay, whatever, you stupid bitch. Like, I don't even know what we're going to do with this table when we get home. And I kid you not, about five minutes away from our house, she carried it for like majority of the walk. Some red, I remember this was some red truck pulls up. I wasn't even like paying attention. I think I was like off talking to someone else. This red truck pulls up and he goes, um how about I take that table off your hands it looks like it's pretty heavy and she we like this was like fucking crazy and then he goes how about I take it off your hands and she was like okay $15 and he was like I'm not gonna give you $15 for your table um but here's a little bit of coke and here's some cigarettes and that to her was a great transaction so she took the deal I hope she didn't actually take the drugs, but she's not dumb and she's still alive. So I'm going to guess she didn't, but yeah, she got some cigarettes and drugs for a fucking table that was on the side of the road for free. So anything can really be a business transaction if you want it to be, if you keep going at it long enough. Um, and uh, just a quick reminder that, yeah, don't take drugs from random people off the street, especially ones that just pull up to you and ask you if you want drugs because like how many people just want drugs maybe I'm delusional but I don't think like majority like it's not like a regular thing to just like pull up with your car and be like hey you want some drugs like that's I don't know not at least how it works in my world this one's a little quick one but I thought it was really interesting went to a party one time where everyone just thought it'd be really funny to break everything every dish in this girl's house and so they went and did so i want to bring this up because i can't remember what movie it is that they go like let's throw shit off the porch let's throw shit off the porch and i need someone to tell me what it is because this is what was happening and so they went into this girl's cabinet and took every single piece of glass every piece of silverware every piece of china every wine glass and just chucked it off the porch under the concrete porch 
this fucking family is this family home they threw all of the fucking glass onto the concrete ground and um yeah then all of her shit was broken like people are so disrespectful this is why we have these things called hall parties here in Canada I don't know if this is something that people do in the states or in like any other countries I feel like it's not because I've never really heard I don't even feel like it's something that people do all over Canada like maybe this was just like my small town I don't know but we used to have these things called these things called hall parties where a bunch of teens like one person or two people would like put down a deposit of like like fifteen hundred dollars or something and would rent out a hall and they would have a party there and everyone that attended would pay a fee to get in and like so that way they could like reimburse it and make some money off it and we all got to party and no one's house got trash but this sounds safe this sounds responsible but this might have been one of the most ghetto nights I have experienced in my life I'm realizing as I tell the story how ghetto my small town sounds like when I talk to my friends about it they're like yeah you literally you're all your stories from fucking high school are so ghetto you talk about people getting stabbed you talk about people like drugs and like people getting jumped and like that's just the shit that happens around here I don't know what to tell you it's like not a like bad area like the houses are like I live in probably like a very like middle class area I would say if I'm being honest um but there's just like a lot of um I feel like like almost like drug and gang type rivalries around here but anyways so I mostly drug rivalries I would say so yeah they rent out this hall and we were all having a good time there was a couple hundred people there you would drink before because you couldn't really drink while you were there but that was fine or you try and stick sneak liquor in but it didn't usually go over that well um and I guess some dudes there just decided that they wanted to like hurt people like their mission for the night was not to party not to drink not to dance it was to fuck up people's night and people's bodies and people's lives so there was about I don't know how many of them but there was a bunch of dudes that just like all were in like masks like I don't even know who they were like they weren't like ski masks like they were kind of walking around the party with like they're like okay they were they weren't like over the head ski masks but they were more like bandanas so they had those on and all of a sudden we just like hear like a couple girls like screaming and then some like adult comes around and is like okay guys we're shutting everything down like it's just too much and like half of us didn't even know like what even happened like why is it getting shut down and why are people screaming we had no idea and then we like walk over and some girl literally has like a massive like almost like a hole in her tit from a bb gun it wasn't even a real gun it was a bb gun and but it like really did some damage like they must have been really close up to her um it looked really painful she was bleeding there was like definitely like some scar like probably some scarring and um they started like we so we all get outside after these girls get like shot with their bb guns or whatever and they were like that's too much like there's people bleeding like no that's not okay whoever it is like whatever they get really mad about it so we all leave and then all of a sudden we get outside and we're on this like parking lot now and the mace comes out 
and yep they just start macing people randomly like I start sprinting and um I didn't get maced thank goodness but I got like the backlash of being maced which like sucks if you've ever had the backlash of being maced it's just like being maced without the force pretty much um because like the particles fly in the wind like wind does um but while people were getting maced people were getting curb stomped which like getting curb stomped is probably the worst possible thing I could think of ever fucking happening to me if I'm gonna say if any I was gonna say if anyone of you don't know what curb stomped is like I'll tell you what it is but like really just like look it up because I feel like people know what curb stomping is um and yeah that was how the night ended everyone just ran away in chaos it must have been some sort of planned attack and it literally like I know this story sounds like a fucking like literally like a terrorist attack of some sort and I guess it kind of almost like was um yeah it was really fucking scary I made it out okay all my friends made it out okay like we didn't stick around to watch what was happening obviously we got out of there as quick as we possibly could and we stuck in a group so but yeah scary fucking stuff so remember to just be careful while you have fun that's the biggest thing that's so important like I'm really lucky that a lot of these stories I told today like didn't end way worse than they could have that people didn't die that people didn't overdose that people didn't get hurt too hurt at least um except for the one with the guy on the skateboard who got pretty badly hurt but yeah I should have ended on a little bit of a lighter story than that one. That one was like literally the most upsetting story of them all. And I, for some reason, saved it for last. (sighs) But that's okay because I still have some questions to answer. So I'm not going to end on a super, super fucking sad note. So this one says, literally all they wrote was daily routine. Not even a question mark, not even like a anything they just wrote daily routine so I'll tell you because my daily routine has changed wake up in the morning I do three minute three minutes of belly breathing as per my counselor's instructions because we all know I have really physical anxiety so I do that and then I write in my journal I write a page in my journal and then I post for the day um for you people so go follow me my mess podcast because I post every day or every second day sometimes or every a little bit less than normal lately but I'm going to be getting back into it we there's like some really cool things we talk about over there so definitely go check it out but um yeah I post my Instagram post for the day and my Twitter post and then I take a toke and I go get ready for the day I shower whatever to get ready get ready do my makeup do my hair we all know I don't really fucking try that hard with my makeup my hair and uh so yeah and then I go to work actually I miss something I get ready and then I either go for a run I wake up at 5 a.m by the way every day I either go for a run or I do more podcast work like planning episodes reaching out to guests um getting in contact with sponsors things like that what um 
And then, sorry guys, there's the settings on here quick. Something's going wrong. Um, but then I, hopefully that worked. Yeah, but then where was I? Oh yeah, I go for a run or I do more podcast work and then I go to work from... 8 to 4.30. I'm so mad. Something's going on. Just don't really. So, yeah. Why is my microphone supposedly not working, but it is? So, you're liars. Okay. I think it's working. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. But yeah, I go to work and then I come home and then, then I either, again, do I go for a run or I do my podcast stuff, whatever I didn't do in the morning. And then I relax, probably watch TV for a couple hours, clean my room. Sometimes that's a lie. I don't actually do that. I come home and I just like pretty much watch TV for the last couple hours of the night. That's it. That's my whole life. Pretty sad, hey? Weekends, I just do whatever the fuck I feel like because that's what weekends are for. But I still like always try and do my belly breathing and my journaling every day because my anxiety has been through the roof as we all know um okay next question because who really cares what i do all day i only answered it because someone else but i personally don't care what anyone else does all day hi love love the show and you seem super knowledgeable about a lot including sex how do i start exploring my kinkier side in a safe way Ooh, i love this question i actually have this pretty much I have like in my topics of episodes I want to do um how to know if you're ready to start like exploring kink and I want to do it with a sex therapist because I don't think that I have the knowledge to be giving advice on such a person not personal but like some on something that could be um very triggering for a lot of people could be dangerous but also could be really fun so that's why i want a sex therapist to come on and talk about this but i do have one tip i want to kind of give because i think that this could be helpful for the meantime um, until we have some more kind of tips um and like really more in-depth things but i would say the biggest thing is you need to make sure that you at the end of the day, are the one that has the power in this situation. Even if you're in a relationship where you are like the submissive one in the bedroom, you at the end of the day are the one that has the power. You are the one that at the end of the day says calls the shots in terms of, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't um, want to go further than that. I don't want to um, have sex today at all. I don't want to have sex ever again. These are all decisions you need to be able to stand up for and to make. 
um, and to feel confident in. If you don't feel like you're the one that has the power in these situations at all, then you probably aren't ready for these this or you probably haven't found the right partner to explore these things with. If your partner doesn't respect when you say something is too much or um, it's not something you're necessarily comfortable with and they don't reassure you that no matter what you decide you want to do with your body, there's no respect lost or n- anything like that. Um, and that you'll owe like as they need to be there to reassure you that um, when you don't like something or you don't want something that they are there to support that and understand that and encourage you to explain when you don't like something or to say when you don't like something that's the kind of person you should be exploring these kinds of relationships with not someone who is making you feel like oh um you should try it out you might like it like you never know until you try like that's not the attitude that the person you should be exploring this stuff with should have it should be the attitude of we will explore whatever you are ready to explore when you're ready to explore it so yeah it's just like really important that you're able to say you don't want something or um that you can say no to something that is too much and if you don't think that you can say no to something that is too much or you don't think that you can fully um or if you don't see that same that support that you deserve and that is like not just deserve like this is necessary to be like exploring these kinds of relationships and the you are not in either the right relationship or the right place to start exploring this and that doesn't mean that you never will be that's like something i want to express as well like just because right now you're not ready to explore um new things in the bedroom doesn't mean you never will be it just means that you need to like learn more about this kind of lifestyle and if it's something that suits you because you don't want to end up in a situation that um you feel uncomfortable or you feel hurt or you feel violated that's like the absolute last thing that is the point here it's the exact opposite you want to feel sexy and good and have fun that's the main point it shouldn't be um shameful i guess Okay, last question before I let you go back to your lives without me, which makes me sad. Um, thoughts on true love? Interesting. Many, so many technical difficulties today. I just want to cry. Um, so what are my thoughts on true love? I think that there are many people that could be your person um it's who you choose to work through things with um i think there are definitely people that are in relationships that click with that click better than others um i have think there are relationships where people love each other more than in others obviously um but i think that's because the person the relationships that work out are the ones that or the ones that seem that they are more in love or more compatible or more connected are because they chose the right person and that doesn't mean to me that doesn't mean the person that they 
we're supposed to be with. Because how are you supposed to know that? That's not what I mean by that. What I mean is they chose right in terms of a person that is compatible. We all know I'm big on compatibility here, people. Someone who's compatible with them and someone who makes them feel loved in the ways that they need to be loved. Um, That is when I think you find true love is when you find that person that is you do have so much fun with and that it's easy with and you have good sex with and that you're compatible with. I think that that's like for me, it's like having a good time together in friendship. Like that's like one, two, compatibility and three, good sex. Those are like the keys to being in like a truly like a relationship that you have true love, I think. Um, I like to think I have one person that's out there and that's meant for me and that there's some plan that's going to bring me my one perfect person, my one prince charming. But at the end of the day, like no two people on this entire earth are completely so compatible that it would be easier to live their lives together than it would be to live apart, in my opinion. Um, It might feel easier to live together because you love each other so much but I mean like in the everyday life it's a lot less work to not be in a relationship than it is to be in a relationship so I just think no two people are perfectly compatible so no relationship is going to be perfect or like what people think is true love I don't think that that really exists I guess that's the question I don't really I guess think it fully I guess yeah I don't know if I think it exists I guess I I don't know. My answer is you can take what you will. These are my thoughts on it. Um, But yeah, no two people are perfectly compatible because animals weren't meant to be this way. No animal on earth is meant to be um, so reliant on another specimen. It's just not natural. It's not how we were supposed to be. So that's my thought on true love. And yeah, I think people come in and out for a reason. And I just feel lucky that I have loved before. Um, thank you everyone for listening. I really am grateful for the amount of love I've gotten this week. I've seen, I've gotten so much love this week. Um, seen, seen your comments, seeing your messages, everything makes me really, really feel so fulfilled. And I am so thankful for everyone who listens every single week. And I'm sorry that I've been on this bit of a creative block. I've been trying to figure out my, my life, my world. And I'm trying to share that with you guys all at the same time, but only one girl. So thank you for listening. Come back next week because I'm going to have a really good guest. And it's actually going to be my first male guest ever. I'm so excited. It's like a touch the show really, really needs, I think. And um, we have some really cool things to talk about. Really great. Like some things that like a lot of guys go through. And yeah, I think it's everyone's going to learn a lot from it. So I'm recording that tomorrow. So we'll be out next Thursday. And yeah. Thank you for listening to me ramble and thanks for showing me love always. Bye guys. Bye.